everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode 506, Wingman's Final Flight. Uh, my name is Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live, and with me, I have two of the hosts with the mosts. Number one, I got my good buddy Mark, also known as Wingman. Hey everybody, how you doing? And I'm trying to think of a, a fun way to say this. <laughs> Brun, the man with the fun in the sun. <laughs> How's that? Hey, everybody. If you guys uh, might remember this handsome gent underneath me, right? He's on not too long ago, episode 500. And welcome back, Brun. Oh, thank you. For this sad occasion, I guess. Yes, yes. very sad. But yes. everybody's got to, you know... Fly, spread their wings and fly sometimes. Yes. Leave the nest. <laughs> fly, Robin, fly. <laughs> or something like that. I like that. Yeah, for those uh, folks that aren't in the know, this is going to be, uh, I guess, uh, as the episode name says there, it's uh, Wings Final Flight. So um, he's making it through episode 506, and then he is... Hopefully not going to say goodbye. He's going to say see you later, right? No, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hasta la bye-bye. <laughs> see you wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> you going to sell your Xbox and uh, buy like a oh, macrame kit instead? I'm going to have new more time to play my Xbox now. <laughs> yeah. You'll be amazed on how much time and gaming time you actually will have after leaving and, and you know, because a lot of people who don't stream or, or do things like this, they don't realize the time that it takes having to keep up with everything. And sometimes instead of playing games, you're actually reading more about games just to prepare for things. So it's a labor of love. Yep. yep. I'm not reading anything anymore. <laughs> I'm getting all my news. From, from Rob. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I hate Facebook. Fa the fake news. <laughs> fake news channel or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I no, I I will probably, you know, if 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 Rob asks me to come on, you know, six months from now for one show, <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> six years from now, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll do that, but that's it. <laughs> I might make a guest appearance every now and then. The, the thought That's of, it. yeah, the the thought of broadcasting again is just like sends you into twitches and convulsions, <laughs> <laughs> like a PTSD. You know, and I know I quote retired once before, and then two weeks later I was back. But this time, honestly, this time is very different. Um, I'm actually, I'm last time I was sad, you know. This time I'm like, I'm just ready. I'm just, you know, it's been like 12 years, man. I'm, I'm really, I think I, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired. It's been a long time. So ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. So get to, uh, yeah. get to do the guest spots. Like I think this is my second show since I <laughs> retired. So I know, I know it's, it's, like, it's fun to come back and talk with you guys. It's just like, old you times. know, yeah, episode 500 was awesome. This one, I'm like, I was excited, sad, and excited to be on at the same time. Um, 
but yeah, cause it's always like, I do miss getting on here and talking with you guys. Like, so that's the part I do miss, but all the work and stuff behind it and issues and things like that, you know, it's, it's never fun. So yeah. Technical issues persist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For some yeah. reason. That's how it goes. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, Real quick, uh, make sure to listen to us on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube on Sundays, 11 p.m. Eastern. And uh, please adjust for your time zone, if you will. And then, uh, it's also a quick note, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of Microsoft. All right, and there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember what it is now. <laughs> anyway but uh so what have you guys been playing how about you mark um what i've been playing some black ops 4 lots of multiplayer um, i did get in some uh, uh blackout mode i think it was last weekend no did i talk about this last weekend i think you talked about it a little bit yeah that i did play okay so then i didn't play since then but uh, i've played a lot of multiplayer mm-hmm I'm really close to my first prestige. I know I'm slow. Most most COD players have up, uh, you know done it ten times already, but uh, I finally hit level fifty five, and I'm about halfway to the prestige point there. So pretty close. Um, I'm having fun with it. I really am enjoying this game, even though there's times I get really irritated. But uh, it's I just I don't know. I'm back. I'm enjoying it. Um, and it's it's really fun. Been playing some Far Cry Five, working my way through that for that last stupid achievement where I got to play the entire game on New Game Plus on the hardest mode. So um, <laughs> it's just it, and I you know I really don't even want to do it, but it's just it's one achievement left, and it's like I don't want to leave the one hanging out there. So comrades helping me get through that. So I say definitely um, when you've already done it. And yeah, and give it to you. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, I also played Ori in the Blind Forest, and I'm done with it. As in, I'm not going to launch it again. Um, <laughs> what a frustrating game! Man. <laughs> oh, it, game looks great. It's a beautiful game, but <laughs> it's frustrating as can be. Um, I just can't take games that are that the platformy hard platformy games just they don't work for me um it is and it's sad because it's a really pretty game but uh yeah i'm not uh i'm done with it (laughs) and then um interesting excuse me i've been real excited for just cause 4 which is coming out on december 4th and i've played just cause 2 just cause 3 uh, and four, and never played the original. And I, I always kind of assumed it was original Xbox game. Well, it is, but it was also on the original or uh, on the 360, which I was not aware of. Um, and so I kind of did, you know, I kind of looked it up just to see, you know, what the deal was. And it is available. And I ended up getting it the other day. It was 10 bucks digitally. Uh, it's a 360 version and started playing the original just cause game and i can tell you this if i had played just cause the first game first 
I would have never played the rest of them. <laughs> wow, is this? I mean, this game's ten years old, but yeah. it feels more like twenty. Um, it's no, it's got to be more than that. I thought it said two thousand eight. It's got to be more than that. Um, but it it's uh it's rough, man. <laughs> it is rough. Um, but I'm gonna see how far I can get through it but uh, i would like to at least try to finish the story but because i love the the series before going back to an original game is it's really hard to do when we've been spoiled on modern gaming you know it's just the games control so much better and and it's just like they look so much better like driving a car in the original just cause is terrible like you barely move the stick and you're careening off the side of the road and uh the gunplay is just it looks like you can like pull your hold your left trigger or there I can't remember what it was, but you can do something to go. They call it over the shoulder, but basically it's like what we're used to normal sights. Um, so you can select the guys, but if you don't do that, and it just kind of auto locks onto them. Um, you just kind of turn your guy in that direction, and you get a big circle on him, and you just start you just hold the trigger buttons, and he just shoots, and they just eventually die. And I'm like okay this is just really <laughs> corny um but <clears throat> so it's just it's interesting to go back and see it but um i do want to play it and see what the original game had compared to like because i'm curious if like do i get i know i got a parachute um uh, but like is the grappling hook in there and stuff like that I, i'm curious to see how this game progresses and what what changed between you know the first and second one it's rough to go back and play this old game, but so, but that's what I've done this week. Yeah, it's How about rough. You, it, it's rough to go back to a lot of games, unfortunately. Even ones <laughs> yeah. that you're like really that you loved back then. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brun. Uh, so mine's easy. I've just been pretty much playing Destiny Two. Um. You know, I play on the PC. I know when I first started playing, I got a message within minutes from Mark saying, PC or Xbox? And I was like, PC is like, oh. <laughs> but uh, no, I got it when it was with the $39 sale or something like that for everything, except for a season pass, which there's only one publisher or company doing season passes these days. And I didn't buy the season pass for it because I don't see really what you're getting out of the season pass um, besides a few new weapons or something like that. But I've been working on a warlock. I'm up to level 5593 or something like that of 600. So I almost have one character maxed wow. out. I've been making, making some of my friends mad because I seem to be unlocking all of the new exotics. So I got like the new exotic sword. I got the Cerberus plus one. I got the two tailed Fox and that's my buddy's like, what you got the two tailed Fox. I'm like, yep, that's the, yeah, that one's cool, which is a cool rocket launcher. Um, but I've just been playing that and uh, I've been playing red dead too. Uh, which, you know, for everybody on here that knows me, you know, I have a hard time completing games. I'm having fun with red dead, but I'm just playing it just like a little bit here, a little bit there, not to burn myself out. Um, it's fun. I don't like how slow my character moves most of the time. I don't like mashing the A button to go somewhere, 
but other than that, everything seems to be okay. Um, it's just, it's just slow. That, that's, you know, one of its things. Yep. And every, everybody I've talked to is like, you know, get through the first six hours, like in, in, <laughs> nice. well, it, it's better than, you know, the 20 hour, yeah. um, you know, whatever warm up for some games, but they said this game's like a roller coaster. So like, it'll like, you, you know, you'll start up, you'll go up and then it'll go down and slow down and go up and it'll come down. So it's not like a constant, you know, when you get games, that's this big, you always hear developers like, yeah, the best, best part of the game is the first 10 hours. And then it kind of trails off because everybody sees the first 10 hours and not very many people see the last, you know, 30. Um, this one here seems to be spread out pretty, you know, pretty wide. So ups and downs, I said, just keep playing it. Uh, most of the people just mainline the story that I've talked to so far, and then they go back and do the other stuff um, afterwards. So, um, other than that, that's it. I've been looking to see if I want to get into Battlefield Five. I've seen some positive and negatives there. I heard it's like their best worst version of Battlefield, which is kind of weird to hear. Uh, they said as soon as they fix some of the bugs and issues, they said it'll probably be the best Battlefield that's been made. Um, oh, wow. so my thing is, is I'll wait till they do that. <laughs> I, I heard, uh, that the movement is like call of duty now. The, so they got rid of suppression, which is great. And it's a lot more skill based, which is something that is good. Um, but as far as movement wise, I haven't, I've been watching people play. I haven't seen any thing that reminds me of a call of duty. Um, but that's actually another game I want to try. I want to, but I'm just interested in Blackout. I'm not really interested in everything else. Blackout's uh, really good. Yeah, and I had fun doing that. But I'm not paying sixty bucks for a, a game that Do it. game mode that is otherwise free somewhere else or thirty dollars. So, yeah, but for free, you're getting to playing with all the children. Yep. For thirty dollars, you get a game that runs like crap, and uh, you know, and has mm-hmm. a key. PC centric inventory system for the right. 60 bucks, you get an extremely polished, extremely console centric inventory system. And the game and, and the game just works. It's it's I've had absolutely no issues or problems in yeah. this mode. And I've actually been able to kill people. Yeah. Um, it, it's a lot of fun, man. I it really is. <laughs> and, I, and I'd be playing on PC, so I prefer the and I believe their inventory may be a little different between the two. I am not, I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't seen many people playing it on the other way. The only, the only thing that gets me about the $60 price tag on theirs is I wish we would know what their long-term roadmap is for it. If that makes sense. So like in the next, in the next call of duty, cause we know a call of duty is coming in less than 12 months from now. Yeah. They'll have a new blackout mode. Well, will so will they, or will they be adding on to Blackout, or will they be branching off Blackout into its own thing? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to be keeping this version of Blackout, or is it going to be okay? Here's a new Blackout. We're going to have the same because the map is built out of multiple other maps. You know what I mean? How they did that. So I'm just kind of curious on what they're going to do with it. Like, how? What's their goal for? for for blackout because if it's something where it's like hey this blackout 
that you got by buying this version of Call of Duty is going to be the same blackout that's sold with the next Call of Duty. So you're going to be able to continue to play it even if you don't buy the next Call of Duty. Then sure, I don't see anything wrong with paying, you know, paying for that. You, you, is that you guys understand where I'm going with that? But if it's going to be like, yeah. oh no, this blackout's only good for 11 months, then I'll be like, nah, I'll I'll just wait. Well, it'll so. it'll still be there and be a. I mean, you can play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 right now, or I mean Modern Warfare Call of Duty 4 online. So. It's you know this blackout's going to be available. I would imagine, and I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't work for them. I, I obviously don't know either, but right. I would imagine that they're gonna, you know, and different devs are doing different things. So right. maybe this will only be with who? Who did this one? Is this Infinity Ward? Or the black the blackout mode was by an entirely different team. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of who who did. Treyarch did this. Treyarch, Treyarch that's right. did this one. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it'll be just part of the Treyarch every three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they typically will do one year of uh, map updates, and that's it. Yeah, they, you know they never do another season because they got a new Call of Duty. So I would imagine. I know if you buy the season pass or whatever it's called now, you will get another map update. I don't know if it's one or more maps for Blackout, but uh, I would imagine that's. That you'll see another blackout mode in the next game, and it has nothing to do with Blobs Four. It's going to uh, be so... its own separate. That's what I would expect, just like every Call of Duty prior. Mm. Okay. So, but it, a... the thing is, is you know, people are like, "Well, I don't pay sixty dollars for it." But the thing is, is dude, it works. I mean, it, it it works. That's the thing you're paying for. This is a AAA developer, maybe quadruple A developer. The online is smooth. It's fast. It's quick. It works. It's it's um, so many crashes, so many issues with PUBG. Um, and I've never crashed in PUBG. People say it crashes all the time. I've never crashed in PUBG. Oh yeah, it's. I've it's, been playing it for almost well, two I, years I, now. And, well, unless I'm we're talking PC, PC. I'm talking PC. I'm, I'm talking console. So. Oh yeah, um, the console yeah. one is kind of jumping yeah. my mind, but so. <laughs> But that's where I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm coming from the console oh, okay. side. So. Yeah. But, and I'm uh, coming from the PC side. So, yeah. Yeah. So the game works great, which makes it fun because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to be able to finish and play the game and it, it runs smooth and stuff is just super easy to to, to select. And it's this they've done a great job. Yeah. You know, it's not just a PC port and like trying to make it fit. They built this for the PC. I mean, they built this awesome. for the console. Mm-hmm. And and it works and it shows. So it's like, I'm grateful for the time and dedication and, and, and work that was put into this game. Um, so yeah, I had like, it, but said, I, I was, understand what you're I was in the beta. I was in the beta and love it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So, um, but yeah, but just, and it's just one of those weird things where it's almost like, I feel like they should break it out. So for 30 yeah. bucks, have that go. It's one way and then make out the next call of duty. Sell it for 30 bucks since they're only doing multiplayer from here on out. Um, and just keep it that way, you know, and keep it going because, you know, if they want to do seasons or do skins and stuff like that, say similar to, uh, a Fortnite, you know, you can't really sell something for 60 bucks and say, Hey, spend more money. Cause that really doesn't work. They're finding that out with destiny. Um, but if it's, you know, even PUBG, like I don't buy any extra stuff in PUBG. I paid 30 bucks for PUBG. I'm not giving them any more money. But Fortnite was like, here's something for free. 
please support us through this. And yeah. it's working great for them because people are like, you well, know what? I will support you. They're making bank. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not even funny <laughs> how much they're making. <laughs> so, but yeah. And we'll see what the Battlefield one is when it comes and, up. And Cornbread in the chats even confirmed that he has seen me kill people so <laughs> in blackouts. <laughs> yeah. I got proof. <laughs> oh, I believe you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to know about it, just talk to the cornbread because man, he has played a lot of blackout. So he got away from his horse game, whatever that game he says his daughter's playing. Yeah, he's yeah putting some time in the blackout a lot of time. So yeah, he's good. I like just following him around. I'm like, okay, I'll just go where he goes. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, sorry to get on a sidetrack, but this, you know, Destiny is as lethal was saying in the chat is is. Destiny is that is not a very good game. I beg to differ. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it for for a game that Activision says is not successful. Blows my mind how they're saying that, but you know, yeah, I I really enjoyed Destiny too. Mm. Uh, um, you know, I was with you. I'm never buying this. I'm not supporting them. And I don't know. One day it was like, I think it was what I got everything from. Hi everyone, Rick the Cheapskate. Destiny 2 plus all the expansions for what did I get it for like $17? Yeah. Well, see, that's like, that's oh, the thing God, is, you know, I'll do that. But then it sucked me in and I paid full price for the Forsaken and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I got everything for 40 bucks. And, and that's my thing. It's like I wasn't buying Destiny until I got all the content from the first one that I paid for, which I got right. one month after Destiny 2. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'll support them when the game's cheaper. You know, I'll still support them, but they're right. not getting a full sixty bucks out of me. So that's just a right. that's just the way it was. And and you know, it was good because I got to play other games that I probably would have never played before. So, but all right, that's it. Rob, what have you been playing? Playing uh, a bunch of Fortnite, and it's the Save the World World variety, not the uh, Battle Royale. I'm- Finding the save the world portion is a lot more fun. <laughs> it's a much different experience than battle royale. If you haven't tried save the world, but you have battle royale, give save the world a try. It was what half price about a week or two ago, but uh, they recently had the Fort Nightmares um, event, so I actually finished that and just plugging away at the regular stuff. And they had a massive, massive interface change. And they actually changed quite a bit in the game for Save the World, where you're uh, no longer chasing a skill tree. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, or, the, the skill tree is insane. Yeah. But uh, I got quite far on it, which <laughs> it kind of irritated me a little bit. But uh, they compensated people with the changes. So I guess uh, with the new system that they have in place, they kind of see what you what you missed out on, and when uh, they did the change, was it Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? I think it was. When you logged in the next time, you got two gift boxes, and it was like ninety ninety five items across both of wow. them. Just tons of stuff, tons of stuff, huge amount of of. Uh, you know, Survivor XP, Hero XP, ton of stuff. And um, it, uh, you know, it's going to take a while just to get used to the the new changes. But uh, 
it's pretty good. They also change the stories as well. So there's a, a lot of dialogue that happens as you progress in the levels where there's that little robot, Ray, and uh, she introduces people now. There's a couple of YouTube videos out there that actually have all of the dialogue from the entire like Stonewood campaign. So this, yeah. this one guy just after the update, after the 6.3 update, this dude just crammed and he played the game nonstop, played all of Stonewood and recorded all of the new dialogue. And it's, uh -huh. and he posted it. It's like 20 minutes for like the fir first six pages. And then I forget how much it is for the second uh, video, which I think was a couple more pages, but uh, it, it's cool. I, I always thought uh, Ray was funny, the little robot, <laughs> just the way that she was. And there's interaction now with Lars and, for those of you that have played it, um, you'll you'll know who these characters are. But uh, a little bit of comedy. It's not totally, um, you know, stiff, straight laced, and all that. But it's uh, it, it's pretty good. And I know uh, you know some folks kind of roll their eyes when they hear Fortnite, and you know, unfortunately, the Fortnite everybody knows is the free to play, the one that all the you know ten year olds are playing, <laughs> and uh, you know the battle royale mode and all. And the other mode, which I think is actually more fun, is <laughs> largely ignored by everybody. But um, you know, it uh, it uh, it's it's a cool game. Definitely give it a shot. Uh, another game that I kind of been going back to now for like the last week or two is Kingdom New Lands, and uh, Jesus Walks a Lot posted on Facebook that he gave it a try after I talked about it last week and. That kind of renewed my kingdom new landed desire to play to you know to play that game, and it's a lot of fun. It's free right now in Game Pass. It's also on sale as part of the sale that's going on right now for uh, Black Friday, and uh, it's a fantastic game. The new game's coming out uh, shortly. The follow up. So there was Kingdom, then there was Kingdom New Lands, and now it's Kingdom Two Crowns. And, um, it, you know, I, I think I mentioned how, first of all, that the game's a big time sink. And uh, that hasn't changed. So it's definitely still a big time sink. But uh, I sat, so I have never gotten off the first island. It's totally frustrating at times because it's like a... Um, side-scrolling tower defense type of game, sort of, and after a certain point, I either screw something up or or whatnot, and I just get overrun, and I can never recover, and then I start a new game, and rinse, repeat. But uh, I actually did something that I had never wanted to do before, and that was I looked up some tips on how to play the game, and uh, there was uh, this one video that I watched where the guy gave five tips and it's like gold it just so there's not much of a manual for the game you sit there you kind of go through it and you kind of figure it out well apparently i was missing a whole uh bunch of things which can kind of um i don't know make or break i guess uh the gameplay for you and uh if you're going to be trying it just a couple things to know um that at least were, weren't readily apparent to me and that's that 
Well, first of all, there's this little merchant dude that you give him a coin and he comes back with like, I don't know, five, 10 coins. When you build up your castle or whatever, your, your town hall big enough, there's a dude that sits out in front of it. Had no idea what this guy was for. I mean, nothing really made sense before. And it turns out he's like a banker or something. So whatever you get from the merchant, just give it to him. And then he'll give it back to you with interest. And so if you keep doing this, then you just like uh, just have more money than you know what to do with. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. Within a couple of days, you know, it's your little money bag overfills. And then um, another thing is uh, your archers can produce more money than farms. So just get a ton of archers, clear out a lot of stuff and uh, make sure to have a lot of empty space with grass because that's where the rabbits um, repopulate themselves. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it. And uh, your archers get them, and, and so you get a ton of money. And uh, th those two things, like money was huge for me in that game, and then uh, the rest is kind of up to you, just uh, how to uh, defend yourself and so forth. But uh, it's a fantastic game. I'm looking forward to the new one. And, um, and then uh, I'm going to give a plug also to something that is coming soon. It's uh, coming in a couple weeks here. Uh, Supercell, the makers of Clash Royale, one of uh, oh, my boy, favorite mobile games. Uh, they're coming out with um, a, a new game. Actually, so it's been out for about a year, year and a half now. It's called Brawl Stars. And uh, it's finally getting a global release. Um, they announced that this past week. So if you're in the U.S., you can pre-register for the game. It's coming out in December, I believe. If you're in some of the other countries, like uh, our neighbors to North Canada, uh, they've had it for some time now. Because uh, they're one of the 14 countries uh, that the game was soft-launched in to, uh, you know, while they were t beta testing the game. But it's a lot of fun. It's not like Clash Royale. It's not like, you know, um, uh, Clash of Clans or any of those. It's a lot of fun. And um, I've been playing it for some time um, on the Canadian servers. And I, I can't wait for it to be officially launched here in the U.S. so I can play with uh, my normal account. And uh, I'll be making a... Um, we've got the Justice Clan uh, clan right now for Clash Royale. We'll be making a Justice Clan one for um, Brawl Stars. They're, they call them bands. They're not clans. But uh, look for that one. It's a lot of fun. Um, another game. It's like a quick diversion where you can play, you know, games in like two, three minutes or sometimes less, <laughs> depending on how good you are. But uh, it's it's good stuff. Highly, highly recommended. And I think that's about it. I think that's it. All righty. So a couple quick announcements. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at uh, thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, and also, if you'd like to leave us a tip, you can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash donate. Also, uh, don't forget to uh, uh, catch us on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube. Subscribe, hit the little bell, I'll like our shows, all that good stuff. And... Um, I think uh, we're on to the round table. Mark, you want to take uh, this first one here? 
Oh, I suppose. I suppose. I was, um, yeah, <laughs> multitasking. So the first thing is the November update for Xbox has begun rolling out. And, uh, of course, this, with this comes a bunch of new stuff. So they've done. So this adds the mouse and keyboard support for Xbox One, which we talked about before. This also has some Xbox. There's a Xbox skill for Cortana and Alexa updates. There's Alexa beta for the UK and Cortana improvements, and then new commands have been added. So in response to feedback, they've added a few new commands to both Cortana and the Alexa skill. Now you have the ability to fully close a game or app via quit, then the game or the app name, or use your assistant as a controller with a new navigation mode. Uh, so you can use your voice to hit the A button or navigate around your console, up, down, left, right, A button, B button, stuff like that. So you truly can navigate without a controller. The Amazon Music app is now on Xbox One, and they've done a search expansion. So... The, they've expanded searches to include results from Xbox Assist and games you have ready to install or currently owned as part of your membership, including Game Pass, EA Access, and more. So it makes it easier to find the things that you're looking for. So that is in the latest update. Um, you, next. Good stuff. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to wonder. I, I've, I've been looking and I haven't found anything. So I stream the xbox through the xbox app on my pc on my pc every once in a while you know somebody's watching the tv i'll just stream in here and play from here because it, it works really really well of course i got to plug my controller into my pc to get it to work do you guys know or have you seen anything where it's saying maybe mouse and keyboard support might come through that because that would be awesome if it did oh yeah it would because then basically, you know, the games that support it, I don't have to have my keyboard and mouse plugged into my Xbox. I can actually stream to my computer that has my keyboard and mouse. Because it would be it would be nice. Yeah, I don't right now I think it's just plug it into your console. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that is, I think you're right. I just didn't know if you guys might have seen something. I don't I'd have to see if it's been applied to my Xbox yet to give it a shot. So all right. Yeah, that would be Let's awesome, see. but maybe in another, I don't know, couple months, years, they might do that. Got to go to user feedback, make sure they know yeah. that. Yeah. I'd, have, I'd yeah. have put it. Cool. All right. Sorry. Oh, no problem. So I mentioned last week that I got Crackdown 3 installed on my Xbox. Um, so that was not a special thing. It was just the first. Um, but now Xbox Game Pass now lets you preload games, which is really cool because like when Forza came out, uh, or I'm sorry, Forza Horizon 4 came out or um, State of Decay 2, um, Sea of Thieves, you know, these were all available in Game Pass. Um, so, you know, you didn't have to pay extra money. You got them as part of your Game Pass subscription, but you couldn't install them or start downloading them until the game went live. So you know, so if you had bought it, you could pre-install it and then you could play it right at, you know, 1201 midnight when it launched on the East Coast. But for Game Pass people, you had to wait. Um, like the, At first, it wasn't even there at, at that moment. You had to wait till the next day when they put it in, you know, and, ma you know, made it available. And then I think one of the last ones at, at 1201, it was ready to install in Game Pass. Well, now 
you can pre and preload those games now. So soon as the game is live, Game Pass members can play and not have to just start the download. So that's pretty cool. And it's now, you know, on par with, you know, everything else. So that's really cool. So it wasn't a one-time thing that is now preloading is, is part of Game Pass. So, so I preloaded Crackdown 3 a couple of days ago, and then I went out today, and the game was removed, and I went back, and I said the game was canceled. Shut Did up. You're such <laughs> a liar. You're so I'm not falling for it. <laughs> no, I, I preloaded. Now, mine, now, so. now the audience knows why you you didn't retire. You were kicked off the show. <laughs> yes. So no, you're, I preloaded mine as you well. Anti-crackdown person, you. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm ready to play it. That's why I got Game Pass. Yeah. So, but yeah, good stuff. So let's see what else do I have for us today. Oh, okay, guys. This is um. I think we've mentioned this before. I'm pretty sure we did many times. Yeah. So Microsoft is building. uh, Well, so this is a little bit different. It's a little twist on what we've talked about before. So we've talked about how in 2020 that Microsoft is going to be making two consoles. And we've talked about how we speculated one was going to not have a disc. It was going to basically be a streaming box. Yep. And then how the other one was going to be your your normal uh, uh, box that we're used to, your normal console that we're used to. Well, Microsoft is going to be releasing a new Xbox One S in 2019 that does not have a disk drive in it. So again, like myself, I have no problem with this. I've been diskless since the Xbox One. And I've had no problem with it. Um, I don't, you know, nowadays it's like if I put a disc in, it's like to watch a movie. But most of my movies I stream anyways. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's just I don't have many DVDs left that I or Blu-ray discs that I watch. So uh, it, it really to me, this is where the future is going. And so what's nice about this, I think, is later, you know, probably late 2019, uh, we'll see a discless Xbox One S. So, which would this obviously without that drive will lower the cost even further. Well, um, it, it's yeah. interesting to see how much it would lower it because, you know, first of all, drives aren't super expensive anymore. At least I don't think. Well, but it is Blu-ray. But I think they would forego the whole Blu-ray cost, right? Yeah, you want to pay for the licensing. Yeah, exactly. You're not because not only the drive but the licensing they pay for every single console yeah. they don't have to yeah. pay that anymore and the the drives aren't the drives aren't expensive you're right on that but but the thing is the drives are still kind of big yes so not not only are they going to be saving by not putting that drive in there is how much you know what's the form factor they're going to get are they going to shrink it down to to use less plastics and less this and less that to to even save save more money my my thought was i was going to ask you guys what what do you think price wise are they going to target are they going to try to get to that like 99 dollar price point or are they going to be like a 149 dollar price point or you think they're going to get that low or i I, myself i would imagine a 149 um and i i would not be surprised to see this thing get down to 99 dollars eventually that'd be awesome but because what other they're they're what 199 right now right yeah i think so i i just yeah, I think 149 is not that far off. Yeah, agreed. So we'll see. Yeah. So now, now I'll just do it with the X. 
<laughs> make it yeah. cheaper. So on top of that, too, there's another story that I heard um, that Microsoft, and this is coming from uh, Brad Sams and, and Paul Therat, they were talking about how Microsoft is working on this disk to digital. Oh, actually, it's, it's, um, it's in their same article. You So this disk to digital program, you can take your disks into a Microsoft store and they will basically turn those physical games into digital downloads. So if oh, wow. if you have a concern of like, well, I don't want, you know, just a digital, all digital console doesn't work for me because of my discs, they can turn those into digital for you. Is, and, is that you know, going on now? Um, this or is going coming. to, I don't know when this starts. Um, it says in 2019, the company is planning to release this. Oh, sorry. Hold on. In addition, they will be do a disc digital program uh, that turns your physical games into digital down to digital downloads. The idea is you can take your disc to a participating retailer like the Microsoft store. And, and so a participating retailer tells me it's not just a Microsoft store. You mm -hmm. know, anybody that they work with will be able to do it. So maybe Best Buys and Walmarts and trade in your disc for a digital download. Uh, the goal with the new console is to lower the price for the hardware currently. They're saying it costs $300 to buy into the Xbox One family of devices. That's not right. It's not $300 for a mm. for an, an S, is it? It's $200, right? I think that's the sale price. Because they were $299, weren't they, when they first came out? And now with some of the steep discounts they've been having, they're like sub $250, $199-ish. Yeah, somewhere around there. So, well, yeah, so, but they don't, so this is a program they're planning to do. So I would say this program will come out probably sometime next year prior to this new discless console. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I was just in a Microsoft store and if you go to the game section, it's, it's interesting because they have like, you know, four copies of Madden 19 and then they got a whole stack of my Madden 19 cards, which is the digital yeah. download version of it. So it's right. probably just you walk in, you hand them the disc, they look at it, and then hand you a card, and you walk out with it. Unless they're going to charge you a little bit for it. I know I know, DVDs and Blu-rays did this a while back, and it was like five bucks, because you're basically paying for licensing and stuff. So, mm. Yeah, well, we'll have to find out. Uh, I guess Rob can share more when that info comes out. <laughs> True. Like, like, I would love that, because there's... I think there's only two games that I have that are physical copies and uh, I would just love to get rid of them. Which, which ones are they? Uh, the original Wolfenstein and I think Watch Dogs. Okay, not I think I Watch Dogs. Not that I would Watch... play them very often, but still. Yeah. yeah, you may be able to look both of those up and get them for like nine ninety nine, just in digital yeah. format anyways. Right. So... Save Cornbread money, says two twenty nine ninety nine for an Xbox One S one terabyte at Best Buy. Yeah, that's that's. So I think we can get it down under two hundred, and I I think Paul and Brad were saying one sixty nine is what they were figuring, uh, the price to be uh, on this new one. But I mean that's another year away. Stuff's still going to continue to get cheaper. Uh, so maybe by then we can get it down to the one forty nine. It's coming. It's a good idea, I think. Um, also you can now, if you want to get a custom controller, you can now 
do this right from your Xbox. So they brought the Design Lab controller customization service to the Xbox One, so you can now design a new controller using the controller you wish to replace. Um, this is now available, so you can uh, see it says experience right from your Xbox One dashboard or the Microsoft Store app on your PC. Uh, they've streamlined the design experience, so there are fewer clicks between you and your personal controller. To add to the convenience, the checkout process will auto-populate any information you've stored in your account. Microsoft launched Xbox Design Labs uh, in 2016, and since has brought the service to multiple locales. Uh, if you, and if you place a new Xbox Design Lab order on on or on between Friday, November 23rd. Well, on or between Friday, November 23rd and Monday, November 26th, or between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you'll save $10. So to get started on the Xbox One, navigate to the store and select the Xbox Design Lab tile near the bottom of the page. So that way you can do it right there on that box. Coolness. And the picture they got this, which is one I like, they've got this blue, like that, kind of like that camo color, but it's yeah. blue. They got green, white like a grayish black and the brown and then the blue camo colors. So you get those in the design lab. What are they called? Midnight yeah. blue forces. I think is the name. Something like that. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Midnight blue yep. forces. That's what it says. Yep. So that's cool. I, I'm almost tempted to get another one. <laughs> so the controller um, addiction. The, the last thing that I have, my last story. Ever. I'm, I'm excited about this story too. <laughs> so, Xbox will be at E3 2019. Yay! Oh, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake and it's listening to me. Yes, stop mm -hmm. listening. Now it's ignoring me. Okay. Uh, but anyways, they, they're going to be at E3 2019. Yay! Big surprise, right? Um, and uh, uh, also, Nintendo will be at E3 2019. Yay! In the way that they are at E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a video recording. They're, they're technically yeah, not there. Whatever you call yeah, it. Exactly. But that's it. Sony will not. Sony, for the first time in 24 years, is skipping E3 2019. Hmm. Um, shortly after they made their announcement that it would not be part of the expo, the Xbox Twitter account made it clear that Microsoft will be in attendance when they posted, We can't wait to see you all at E3 2019. So, um, Granted, the message doesn't guarantee a conference. Nintendo, for example, gave that format up several years ago, uh, but it would be a surprise if we didn't get the traditional keynote from Microsoft. Um, the one good thing about that Microsoft has going for them is, you know, they got their own theater right across the street. Yeah. So, you know, they're putting these shows on does cost millions of dollars. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, Sony and like EA's pulled out. They do their own event that's less cost to them. It's more of here's the theater and you know let's just show trailers and bring people out. It you know they don't have to set up all this massive stuff that costs money. And Microsoft has their own theater, so they can do it at a probably a reduced cost. But um, you know Sony didn't give any reason that I have seen um, why they're pulling out. Uh, but they are not going to be doing a, doing a being part of E3. Now it doesn't mean that they won't be there. They might be doing what EA has done, and they might be set up across the street during the same time frame. 
uh, or they're just not going to be there at all. They just said they're, you know, they're out. Yeah, they might have a booth. They might just, it sounds to me just like they're not doing their keynote. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. maybe they're not. Maybe they'll just be a booth. Maybe they're not going to do yeah. a show. But again, you know, I heard someone was saying, I, I don't remember where, but, you know, you can only show up to E3 so many times in a row talking about the same games that are going to release that never do. Um, maybe it finally caught up with them. Well, <laughs> going, wow, in 2019, uh, yeah, the only thing we have to talk about is the things we've talked about the last three years that still aren't here. Well, and, and that's so that's the thing where, you know, when we were talking about E3 earlier in the year, that I was saying is like Sony's got to get off these announcing things five, six, seven years down the road at E3, you know, just to try to, you know, awe, ooh, and awe everybody because it catches up with them. And then in the last couple of years, they have to focus on what's coming out this year, which yeah. they kind of, they kind of did this year. And that's the thing you're talking about how expensive it is, expensive it is. Nobody made Sony go and make this huge, massive experience with three theaters, and they had to do all this stuff last year. Like nobody made them do that; they did it themselves, and it just blew up in their face. And they um, could have saved a lot of money by not hiring Flute Boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is you know they focused on Spider Man, and they didn't really say much about Days Gone, which was supposedly coming out. But everything else was just kind of like you know, well it could be coming out this year but we don't know for sure yeah you know is is the last of us 2 coming out this year because they never really gave a date so really when they would come out to e3 they'd be talking about the last of us 2 and days not days gone but um kojima's game and so they would literally be talking about the same stuff like you said for the last three or four years so, you know, I saw some funny comments like, well, it's easy not to lose something when you don't participate. You know, they don't want to lose, so they're just not going to participate. Um, and then the others were like in a lot of defense for them. Like, well, they got their own their own experience and this and that. And I'm just sitting there thinking, it's like, you go to E3 because people go to see you. Like, they pack those theaters every year of fans and and you know, people watch and stream and they were like selling out movie theaters, like, you know, a movie theater in Columbus, Ohio did a PlayStation thing for their stuff. Like friends of mine went like they had a lot of fans doing that. And to me, I think the part that they are just absolutely forgetting is that they actually have fans, you know, people that yeah. support them. And that's what makes me mad about this is they are literally just saying, we don't care about you. Uh, we don't have any games to really talk about because they may or may not come out. So, but thanks for buying, you know, but we've sold 80 million consoles, so it's okay. That that's that burns me to no end when the defense of like IGN or whatever says, well, yeah, but those guys have sold over 80 million consoles. They don't have to show up. And I'm just like, oh, that's right. They don't have to show up for their fans and people that support them. It's okay. Just dump all over them. They gave you your money. They're, it's That's good. That's the part that burns me the most about them. It's not an Xbox or a PlayStation thing. It's literally they think they're king and all their little minions and town folk that they just rule over has already given them their their money or their taxes. So they're they're good to go. They don't have to do anything for them. That's what really bothers me about it. So yeah. but then IGN will still say they won. 
That was the other funny. <laughs> yeah, comment. that that was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I think I saw you that in our group. You already predicted IGN confer predicts Sony yeah. to win E3. <laughs> oh, that's so. funny. Well, you know, here's here is an interesting thought on this because I was listening again to another show this week, and you know, when it it's interesting because like this this E3 takes place in June every year, and mm-hmm. everybody is expecting like, hey, you've got to give us new stuff we want new stuff we want new announcements new stuff you know but not every game and every company is going to be ready at the same date every year mm-hmm. you know it it's yeah so what i mean i really personally as much as i kind of like e3 i kind of liked this xo 18 event and you know maybe that's what my, maybe that's what microsoft and sony and nintendo need to do is say you know what we're, we're going to skip this e3 thing and we're just going to do our own fan event where we're going to put everything into that. It's all about the fans and not the media, because guess what? The media still was record was still there were stories written on every announcement that was at XO 18, even though the media wasn't invited, you know, so we didn't miss out on any announcements. It all the stories still got published. They still got their press. And, you know, now they could say, well, we're going to do it in different cities instead of always being in LA, they give other people throughout the world an opportunity to partake in some. I mean, if you guys watched it, those fans in Mexico were stoked. I mean, they were excited because it's like they got to partake of something like that. You know, I I remember when I went to PAX, it was just like, I was excited just to be in the Microsoft booth area. I was just like, this is awesome. You know? And I'm like, this is probably nothing compared to being at like an EXO event or E3 you know, and sitting at that press conference and being a part of that. Um, so I think that's really cool because it does put the money towards the fans. You're still getting your press out there. The stories are still going to get written. And you can schedule these for when it's best for you. Maybe June is not the best time to make announcements. And look at Microsoft, Sony have both had this problem of saying, oh, here's what's coming out. They're either putting a press date because they feel pressure to talk about stuff. And if stuff's two, three, four years out and they're trying to say, well, here's what's coming. But then every year it's like, oh, yeah. And then it drops off and then it gets canceled, like Scalebound or Fable. And, you know, and it's like we we questioned Crackdown and I'm questioning a Below. Now they're saying Below is going to be out by the end of the year, but we still don't have a release date. Uh, Crackdown, now we have a release date. and it, It's installed on our boxes. So, you know, I would say it's pretty firm. But. I think it'd be better for these companies just to do their own thing when they want and then not try to compete with everyone and, and then just announce what you want. And I like what Microsoft has done in the past where it's like, here's what's coming out in the next year. Now this past year, I think they, they started to kind of stretch beyond a little bit and kind of going back to what it used to be back you know, like doing what Sony does. And well, we don't really have a release date. I don't want to know that. Don't tell me a game seven years in advance. That's just a waste. So, but we'll see. It, I liked the, it. It was cool. Yeah. The one, the one thing about E3 is it's a collaboration of all the groups coming in at one place at one time to announce things. And it kind of, I mean, whether, whether we want to say it kept people honest or not, <laughs> we, you know, I use that lightly, but you know, it's, it's something where, you know, 
Microsoft doesn't come and put out, like, say, at the XO18, announces something, and then all of a sudden Sony's, like, a week later saying, hey, we got our event now, you know, just to try to one-up them. And then Microsoft has to try to one-up them. So a week later, they're holding another event. You know what I mean? It's just like, do we get into where something like that's happening and then neither company wants to hold an event because they have to find out when the other company's holding one or not? It's the same thing of, like, Sony always gets to go last at E3. Like, they loved going last at E3, and it's been said and told in, in other shows where they would wait and change they would have six hours to change up their whole conference based on what microsoft did you know oh we're going to change the price we're going to drop a hundred dollars we're going to make a commercial and this is how you share games between your friends by handing them even though that's not true anymore and they're full of crap you know it's it's you know it's one of those things i like at least being at e3 saying hey you guys are all going to be under the same roof the e3 roof that says you're going to give us some information about what your company's going to do for the for the people for the fans, like how, what, what's your roadmap? What's your path that you're heading? You know, it's up to you to decide. Do you want to tell us 20 years out or, or a year out? Um, but I, I kind of liked that. And in, in my honest opinion with, with Sony not being here, the media and stuff can say all they want, like, oh, they want to lead more toward the ple- the PlayStation. What's their PlayStation experience? PX, PSX, PSX. PSX, yeah. Like they want to do PSX and stuff like, no, that's not why they're out of this. They're out of this so they don't get their teeth kicked in by Microsoft. Plain and simple. I know this is an Xbox podcast, but that is the absolute truth. And you won't make me change my mind to anything else. They knew they had nothing and they were going to get their teeth kicked in by Microsoft. So they wimped out. And if they want to prove me wrong, they can show up at E3, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to. So, and that's, wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's a hundred percent. That's the only reason why people do things like that. People don't leave something unless they have nothing. Why did Nintendo leave E3 and do their own little video things, which are horrendous? You know, watch the last one yeah. when they went through every character for Super oh. Smash Brothers. It was terrible. You know what oh. I mean? The reason why they left, when did they leave? Oh, that was when the Wii U was coming out. Because yeah. the Wii U was a disaster and was flopping. So they're just like, all right, we're out. You know, we you know, we had the one drummer guy on the Wii drums, you know, the video of that and stuff like that from that <laughs> E3. That's the reason why they left. They are tired of getting <laughs> trounced by Microsoft and Sony. So they just ditched and left. And that's exactly why Sony's doing it. I, you know, and I would say the same thing about Microsoft if they would have tried to bail out like a, two or three years ago, like after the whole TV, TV, metric, oh, whatever yeah. that Sub- TV submarine. Both. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, Microsoft didn't put the tail between their legs after getting their butts kicked and not coming back to E3. I would say the same thing about them if they would have left, but they didn't. They didn't. So yeah. that's my thought. <laughs> I, so. I think, you know, you could say you could look at the numbers and it's like, oh, well, Microsoft has lost all three years. But, you know, first of all, like the original Xbox came out at the end of that generation, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like, let's just jump in. And that thing brought stuff new to the game, like the the broadband and the hard drive, which has never been on any system. And then 360 brought us the live Xbox live and achievements and, you know, Things that like we weren't 
console updates like you never had a console update prior to that um arcade games and there was just so many things and it's like the 360 was leading and was beating sony pretty big in that era at the end of the day when the playstation 3 dropped in price then yes they ended up catching up and they sold more but Mm -hmm. what did they they really didn't bring anything to the game you know same with ps4 xbox one has done uh, leaps and bounds and brought more content and going future and now we're going to have streaming and we've got game sharing and with a game pass and we've got game sharing digitally there's there's just so many things that they're doing that i love that you know it, it it's like it makes sense and it's like well what do you have on the sony side what are they doing everything that i ever see that they do is copying what microsoft has done and it's like years later like what i think wasn't it just this year last year that they finally got the ability to change their name on ps it's still or still still, it's still not it's in it's going to be in beta and based on what i've heard the beta is not going well so don't bet on it happening like come on how can you not change your name like this has been there from day one with microsoft it's just it's just like this company is so (laughs) They're just not thinking ahead. And it, it's they're going based on what's the PlayStation. It's like their name and that brand. And that's all that they're selling on. That's the only reason I think their they're success is because people are just buying into the brand that's been there for a long time. Yeah. You look at Microsoft. This The Xbox family has nothing but success. And I'm not saying the PlayStation's not. It is a big success. Oh, and yeah. That's it awesome. Is. But when you look at the two companies... Microsoft is trying to give the they're they're listening to the end users and trying to give us what we want. Yeah. They're listening to us. They push the envelope as basically they're they're pushing they they're pushing the industry forward. Now I I will say like you know Sony as far as one thing that they have done six like massively huge this year or this console generation and the end of the last one is their single player like story driven games uh, like a last of us and, and uh, horizon zero dawn and the new God of war and Spider-Man yeah. like those, those games are, you know, there's a lot of companies out there now that want to build games like that. And I think that's great. And that's what those companies have done. But, but as far as it, online game, and, and you look at my, it was a Microsoft, how much they bashed Microsoft for saying always online consoles. <laughs> and, and most people was like, well, maybe, maybe Microsoft is just ahead of their time. And, and they were actually kind of right. And I'm just like, yeah, but you guys in the media destroyed them, almost destroyed them yeah. based saying it was dumb and stupid and things like that. And now here we are always yeah. online. Like, Go ahead and play Fortnite on your PlayStation without online connectivity. Yeah. Pretty sure it won't happen. Nope. <laughs> so I mean, we got people's got refrigerators that are online all the time. Yeah. yeah. Your watch, your phone, your TV, everything is online all the time. People have got their freaking thermostat online all the time. And they're gonna cry about it. It, it was so stupid. Like mm. the original view of the Xbox One, we're we're just now, years later, starting to get to what Microsoft really wanted. Right. You know, and it's just like, come on, people, get on board. And I, I wish Microsoft would have said, I don't care what you say, we're doing it anyways. Because right. I think the I think I really believe the Xbox One would be even better today than it is now. Because if they just stuck to their vision, you know. Guaranteed but, when yeah. when that Xbox <laughs> One came out, 
you could uh, the interface everything looked like it, it got stripped out didn't it yes they must mm-hmm. have just pulled everything out of it and now they've spent the last couple of years slowly, slowly. putting things back <laughs> yep yeah the dawn dawn metric or mate with- dawn. Yeah, yeah. like whatever that's I know like lethal is not a you know I can point at lethal on on chat here he is not a, a Phil Spencer fan and like we all know that and which it's that's his opinion that's great but it, Phil Spencer is what has turned around uh Xbox yes. from that initial that initial launch even if uh, you know the man makes has made good decisions has made bad decisions you know, canceling games here or there probably wasn't the smartest thing, but I'm telling you, they're buying up studios. They're, you know, they're ready to make games now. You know, expect four or five years from now for that to start to pay off. So, yeah, and I, other, other shows I've listened to and other people are, you know, professionals, if you will, over, over us who are hobbyists here, don't believe Microsoft's done shopping. No. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of thought that after these two, it's like, yeah, I think they're probably done, but others are saying they're not done and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, if, if I could have one, so I want to, I want to ask you guys this question mm-hmm. and, and I'll start by saying mine. So you guys don't steal it. <laughs> if there was one developer that you would love to see Microsoft buy, and come under and it can be any developer any developer to purchase them and put them into microsoft studios family who would you want to see come on board <laughs> now to me my answer is going to be cd project red Oof. and i i would love to see cyberpunk 2077 and the witcher 4 <laughs> be mm-hmm. xbox only <laughs> or xbox pc only I think that would be a huge steal and that would be an amazing dev company to get. I don't think it'll happen, but <laughs> what I'll about you Rob, guys? I'll let Rob go next because I think he's actually going to say probably the same one I would say. So I would go for the upset with Epic Games. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. You didn't say what I was going to say. <laughs> what are you thinking, Bren? Uh, I thought you were going to say like Arcane. Ooh, yes. So they make. Um, dishonored yes yeah so i was hoping you would say i was hoping you would say uh, arcane because then i would say bungie and not only would they buy them back they would make them crawl back backwards <laughs> on their knees begging <laughs> microsoft to buy them oh we don't, they would, don't huh? want them back oh no 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 i'll take them back i'll take them back <laughs> you know what? we're gonna have we're gonna have anthem out here pretty soon and it's going to kick Destiny's butt. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that game, too. Yes, sir. That would be a good studio, but obviously... You know, we, we've heard... there was the What was the rumors a while, like a couple, three, four months ago, Microsoft, when they were... Before they talked about who they were going to buy, didn't wasn't there rumors of there being like Epic or EA or something like that? Like buying up a big, big studio <laughs> or publisher? I was like, can you imagine if Microsoft, because Microsoft could, and then I heard a joke yesterday, what happens if Microsoft would buy Sony? Because <laughs> they could, they could afford it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but 
Now they wouldn't have to go there. I and I wouldn't really want them to. I, I like. The I would not either. Yep, um, I wouldn't either. So, and I, I'm glad that we. I'm glad the Sony uh, PlayStation's there and Nintendo, and you know, it's just if we didn't have it, then we just have the same old thing all the time. There'd be no move to give us all the great goodness that we've got. So, if you want to know how far stuff has gone in ten years, go back and play a game that was made on the 360 in 2008. Mm. Maybe just cause. <laughs> you can see how it's changed, man. It, it and it's just like, wow, it really hasn't been that long. You know, I don't think ten years is. I got to double check on that date. Maybe it was. It has to. Be. But um, I could have swore they said uh, 2008 that it came out, but that can't be right. It's more, probably more like 2000. Yeah, legal migraine. 2006. So 2006, that game came out. So we're 12 years ago you know yeah. my goodness has it has the world changed oh yeah you know it, it's like wow if you if you haven't gone back and played something that old it's eye-opening and same with the console think about what the original xbox or the original playstation had and what they what they have today and and they're still planning both companies are planning for new ones so it's amazing i'm excited you know Bring it on, you know. Square Enix would be another interesting one. Yeah. And then that would just be for their IP. I'm surprised neither of you said Rockstar. Uh, they would never get Rockstar. They couldn't no, afford just, it. It doesn't it didn't matter. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, never get yeah. CD Project Red either, but mm. I'm throwing it out there, you know. Yeah. To me, that would be like what a you know, what a great deal. Yeah. Um things I think they will probably get. And I'm surprised they haven't acquired yet. Is uh, what is it? MD, the Cuphead Studio, MDHR, I think. The, the developers of Cuphead, like. I thought they. I, I thought they got them. Mm-mm. That's, oh. that's an independent. That's independent. They're not a part of Microsoft, oh, okay. but they've only developed for Microsoft. Right. Huh. But I would. I think that's. Uh, we know there's this. There's a some DLC or a sequel or something's coming out here pretty soon. Cuphead, and you know, go grab a Microsoft. That game's amazing, hard as can be, but amazing. Yeah. Very true. So, so with CD Projekt Red, what, what do you think that they can't get them? Cost or I think they can get them. I think they got the money. Money's not the issue. I I just don't think that they would. You know, sometimes these that's a, a successful company. They, they're very events they've been very successful and profitable and i don't think they would want to quote sell out or you know have have any chance of microsoft trying to you know change their viewpoint and that's one of the things that i think phil i think it was phil or oh no who was the guy that came on and talked uh, xo but anyways it's been stated that the studios that microsoft has been buying is they're planning to stay hands off Yep. They, they want these yeah. guys to, they don't want to step in and go, no, you need to make your game this way. They want it to be, no, you do what you do because you know what you're doing. Right. Uh, we're here to write checks <laughs> and, yeah. and assist. When you run into issues, we have lots of people uh, on the on the hardware side that can can figure it out. Yeah. And, and the thing with CJ, any, any of these companies that we mentioned, 
the thing that they lose the most is where are they going to release their games? Like, yes, it's multi. If they're re- releasing multi-platform and PC, yes, you're cutting out one platform. So if you go and look at Red Dead 2, how many is it sold? Is it like 20 million or 15 million or something like that right now? Um, you know, let's let's say 10 million. Say it's 15 million and 10 million of it is on uh, the PlayStation and 5 million of it is on Xbox. It doesn't really matter the number of consoles that they've sold because 10 million of 80 million consoles is, is nothing. That's nothing, you know, and, and we know red dead's successful. Yeah. So. There's no, no, no info yet. Okay. Uh, at least on VG charts, they don't have anything. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be different if it'd be different if, if, you know, red dead is sold. 70 million and 50 million of it was from PlayStation and 20 was from from yeah. Xbox. That would be something where it's like, okay, we don't want to be bought unless you're going to consume some of those costs, which they would. That's the whole thing about being a first party studio. Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, CD Projekt Red and, and that game, like what what's the sales that they're shooting for? Are they shooting for 10, 15 million? Because I think they'll still hit 10, 15 million regardless if they're one console or not. Because the people that want that game that were dying over that game when it got released, if it's on PlayStation, they will buy a PlayStation for it. If it's on Xbox, they will buy an Xbox for it. Or if it's on PC, they'll play it there. You know, if they have one to, to handle it. So I don't really think that type of stuff matters anymore. So. So looking in terms of like revenue, Going back to you know, Microsoft picked up Moyang for what? Yeah. Two billion. Right. And their revenue in twenty fifteen, which I think was a year after they bought them, it was four point two billion. Mm-hmm. So um so that was their revenue. C D Project Red last year their revenue was four hundred sixty three million. So four hundred and sixty three what? Million? Million. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, which is a lot. I mean, that's nothing to discount, but they bought a company that had a lot more revenue for a lot more right. money. So I would think that they could still go after CD project. Right. It, it's, it's, it's not the money thing. Yeah. It, yeah. I, you know, they, Microsoft has the money to go after anybody they want. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Again, like, Bungie never wanted to be owned by Microsoft and they eventually left. They just didn't want to make another Halo. They they were the one of the groups that was being told kind of what to do. It's like, hey, you're making Halo. And they're like, we don't want to make Halo anymore. And, and Microsoft was like, okay, you can go make something else, but we are going to retain Halo, the Halo franchise right. and we're going to have another group make right. it. That's why like, if, Des- if Bungie came back or they bought Bungie back, they wouldn't be forced to make Halo. They'd be making something else. And you're right about the hands-off part. That's the part, I think, that allows Microsoft to buy these companies up and just say, hey, we're going to be hands-off. We're going to be your bank if you need us. And you're going to be expected to make the great content you always make. And people will buy your content regardless if it's just on our console or not. Yeah, and they're buying these studios because they want different... They're trying to fill the gap of games that we don't have. Or they want you know, hey, these things that have been successful, uh, we want more stuff like that. We want these, these are good teams. So it's it's more of the talent, too, that they're buying. 
um, and the different. So what was it they bought? So in the in exile and obsidian, right? Yes. Both yep. make RPGs, but they're different RPGs. Like, you know, they're, they're different styles. It's not, you know, and I know I, I was hearing that there was like people saying, oh, well, they're going to just combine them into one. No, they, they're buying these because these studios have talent. They want their different styles of games on this platform. And this also, again, remember, Microsoft is a service. This this Xbox Live Game Pass, it's all a service. Now that you have you're releasing Xbox Studio games into Game Pass, and that's your goal is to make Game Pass bigger, have more games in there, you've got to buy studios. You know, yeah. because now they're they're putting the content into their own, they're buying these guys to put content into game pass to make it bigger and more more enjoyable to a wider audience it's like netflix netflix wouldn't be good if it only had action movies you know there's a ton of stuff on there like spanish movies i'm like why am i seeing all these spanish only movies like i I wish there was a way to filter it out but there 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 you can pretty much watch anything you want on there and and for one monthly price and that's what game passes they're trying to be so Getting these studios and stuff is more geared towards we're going to get this content. We're going to have a lot of content. We're putting it to Game Pass because that's where we want people. We don't. They're getting away from having to buy the sixty, eighty, hundred dollar games every month, and it's like ten bucks a month, and I get, I just get them, you know, because Microsoft has that guaranteed money coming in every month from live. So they get me every year with with gold, and they get me every month with uh, Game Pass, and it's. I'm a customer. I'm yeah. going to stick around. It, it's like guaranteed money for them. And if you take, you know, if you get, so they've got like 50 million people on live, right? Think about what those people are paying. You know, even if you paid $40 a year, if everybody paid the yearly rate, okay, and got it at 40 or $50, how much money is that? It's, it's, it's an insane amount of money. It more than covers everything they need. Now they're adding on $10 a month for Game Pass. And if all those 50 million people were to go and get on Game Pass, now they're paying $120 a year plus their, you know, $50 to $60 a year for game for live. We're looking at almost $200 a, a year that 50 million people are paying. That's a lot of coin. Yeah. You can more than enough pay for all that stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, one thing that I think Microsoft has as a huge advantage is that they have already built infrastructure with Azure, where a lot of other companies, they have to invest to do any kind of gaming system. You know what I mean? It's like they can leverage these yeah. Massive data centers that they have around the world that they have built for the business infrastructure side. Of, of their business and you know it's it, it's such a huge profit you, you know what i mean it's it's not yeah. like you're taking in you know 160 200 a year from all these people like like us for example and using the majority of that to build out data centers to build out this stuff it's it's going straight to the bottom line really yeah yeah but anyway that was a yeah. long Whew, that was my last story, and that one took a long time. That's a good one. <laughs> all of that, all of that stemmed from Sony not going to E3. What a, I, I love, perfect. I, I just loved how this just kind of went out 
into this conversation, guys. This was fun. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) That's the good stories. You know when they're good, when they lead to 35, 40-minute conversation, and it's just like, how'd we start this thing? Oh, we don't know. That's that's great. That's good that you didn't get to that. It all started with Clash Royale. No. (laughs) Yes. Brawl Stars. (laughs) On a side note, I did look up to see how much the... uh, how much the licensing fees were for Blu-ray players, and it looks like it's nine and a half dollars. Wow! So, not a whole lot, but or at least per console. Well, actually, on a two hundred dollar console, that's what five percent. Yeah, five percent of the cost, right there. Well, and the and, the, and you got to buy the drive. Yes. So. Which may or may not have to have special hardware in it, and, and so forth. that's yeah, that's what I mean. The form factor <laughs> makes it smaller, or or you could even slap in another fan or something if you needed to mm-hmm. cut it down half the size, put another fan in there. You know, the it would be great for the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. It, it just people need to be prepared for it. Yeah, um, it's it's funny we've been talking about saying going discless for uh, how many years? What three, four years <laughs> now? And they keep making discs, but the more more people talk about it, they're just like, yeah, it's going to make sense because games are going to go up in price or they have to figure out how to make more money. And cutting out making discs and stuff is a way to save money and make more money on your current $60 game. So, Yeah, because you know, when they make these physical retail copies of these games who knows how many of them wind up in uh a dump in alamogordo right right yep <laughs> et phone home mm-hmm. and i also want to mention about that whole thing about these companies pulling out because if you look back uh pulling out of e3 and all that is if you look back at the history of you know these uh conferences and so forth I mean, we really had, you know, there was, there was a whole bunch of coin-op um, uh, conventions like years ago. And then, you know, when the whole PC thing started, the gaming systems kind of latched onto like uh, CES and, and all that. So you had your computers, you had your gaming systems, you had electronics, vacuum cleaners, whatever, ovens. They were all at CES. And then in the mid-90s, that's when uh, you know they bailed the the gaming systems bailed and they went over to E three, you know for whatever reason you know I, I know they wanted their own forum for everything you know and uh, you know you're moving from Las Vegas with CES at the time going to E uh, three in Los Angeles and uh, I happened to have the rather unfortunate luck I think it was in '96 that this happened where. I got to go to CES uh, the year that they didn't show up. The game systems <laughs> bailed and they went to uh, to E3. So I was walking around CES like, where is everything? There's nothing here. Mm. That kind of sucked a lot. But Las Vegas was fun otherwise. But, um, you know, they, they went over to um, E3 and, you know, they've been there for a long time now. But when you look at the cost of going to any of these shows you know what what does that get you what you know you know it gets you press but you can get press many different ways you know you look at e3 
I mean, I think we looked at going out there a while back. It's like a thousand dollars a ticket, isn't it? Isn't that what it was like? Nine hundred some dollars. Just, I'm not even sure. Yeah, to get a ticket, I, I could have I could have sworn it's like nine hundred thousand dollars for a ticket. You know, not to mention hotel and stuff like that. So it's like, who really gets to go anyway? You know, it's like you get like trade people, people from other companies, and so forth. So, to some degree, it makes sense why Nintendo, Nintendo, for example, you know, does their video thing. You know, it's like why put on a big show when you can, you know, for fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars you can put your what 20 minute infomercial out 40 minute infomercial and uh and just play it uh, on you know people can consume it on youtube or, or wherever and you know sony pulling out makes sort of sense you know for many reasons including stuff that we talked about although i don't know where people are going to get their um you know in 2019 where they're going to be able to hear a pan flute you think Zamfir or something like that, or you can mm-hmm. spend 15 minutes watching, um, you know, digital grass, like, or wheat or whatever that was just wave back and all forth. on YouTube. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if there was a cost to get into XO 18. Do you, do you guys know? Probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a fan perspective, I think, something like PAX XO or whatever else is a lot more attainable. That's like the common person can go there. And that's in the end, the people that matter, you know, E3 is really just people that are kind of lucky to go, uh, that have a lot of disposable income for a ticket or they're in the industry and then they're going there because of work. And is who, who does Microsoft really want to appeal to, you know? the fans or a competitor or you you know what I mean? You know, I'm not saying that Microsoft should get out of E3, but I personally really like what they did with XO. I thought that was fantastic. You know, we talked about that last week. We mentioned it uh, today as well. And, you know, that's cool what they did. And in many ways I thought it was better than, than E3, at least from the perception of it. And, you know, it was somewhere where none of us probably would have been able to go. It was in Mexico City. You know, it's, um, you know, again, not something that we would have gone to. But, you know, would you guys say it would make sense for a company like Microsoft instead of going to E3 and making that huge presentation? It is in what? The Microsoft Theater across the street. But right. they probably just pay their name to put it on the theater over there and they still have to pay to use it just like everybody else. So it's not a, you know, a free thing for them, but it's still got to be pretty expensive because all those rates go up anywhere when it's a huge convention going and, you know, going on in town. But would it make more sense for them to do a lot more smaller shows? Like if they like uh, go to PAX, if they, cause you, Mark, you went, what was that one that you went to? That was PAX West. PAX West. Yeah. yeah. If they have like an awesome show like PAX West, they they do like three, four shows a year, like one a yeah. quarter and they forego E3, you know, we could go, maybe they could go to Gen Con. I'd love that. It <laughs> never happened, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, w- would that be better? Because it's more attainable to us and our listeners because we can actually go. 
because geographically right. it might be close. You know, they'd have to have stuff around the world, I'm sure. You know, something in Europe and at all, but it's, um, you know, I think times are changing. Times are changing, and maybe this is well, think about the next. how much money they spend on E3. Yeah. They could purchase one of those traveling semi-trucks with xboxes and stuff and travel all over the country sure spend a year going out into all the cities and all the states and letting the fans you know kind of get hands on and stuff and give them little chotskis and game pass coupons and you know let them see it I, you know it is getting into the hands of the people letting them see it and it's probably you could probably do it a lot cheaper than one one show of e 3 oh yeah so, yeah i agree so that's got to be millions of dollars to have the presence over there oh yeah Ten, i'm maybe sure ten, it is tens of millions well, about tens of millions but still a lot and not to mention these people from probably from january on to june in the industry that's all they're doing <laughs> they're spending six months out of the year prepping for this one show mm -hmm. they're going doing scripts working on getting what games are they going to do talking with all these you know hey we need to get builds for this and you know, it, it's the, the amount of t hours and manpower and money is probably not even, you probably can't even add it up because it extends beyond just Microsoft. The, you know, think of all the, all, their, all the developers that they're working with that are going to be on stage, that are going to do demos, that are going to build a level, that are, you know, all that stuff has to be planned out way right. in advance, tested scripted run through they got to fly everybody there they got to get the equipment put in they got to do all the testing and it's it's insane you know and the, and the hotels aren't 40 dollars a night mm -mm. <laughs> so they ain't staying at a motel six so i'm really I, i've never looked into it but I, I know like at gen con which is downtown indy right around gen con those hotels around the convention center they're all like 250 plus okay yeah. and this is downtown indy all right not like a super busy place like los angeles right like in la it's got to be like three four five hundred a night easy probably uh here in seattle um it's i've i've 350 a night mm -hmm. you know it's it's insane so yeah but anywho yeah <laughs> Anywho. All righty. We done with that? I think we're done. With yep. That. Yep. All righty. Couple quick announcements. Um, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can go to this xboxlife.com and then over on the right hand side, or that side, uh, right hand side of the screen, uh, you can click on the little voicemail widget. Leave us a voicemail up to 90 seconds. It does uh, truncate it, I guess. Uh, if you want to talk longer, you can leave multiple or you can just record yourself. Send us an MP3 to contact at this Xbox Life. And uh, if you send us a recording, we will play it on the air. You can ask us whatever you want. Let us know your thoughts and, and so forth. And uh, we did get a message from Catflap1970. And uh, let's see what Catflap has to say. Good morning, chaps. Catflap1970 here from the UK. I am way behind behind my episodes of your show. I've just done twelve, so I've completely caught up with people staying, leaving, going, and many Comic Con type things or whatever they call them. Um, 
well, lots of change within the show. We'll continue to support you guys and listen every week. Forza, what an amazing game. I've uh, been playing it on my um, rather large 1080p projector and been feeling motion sickness from it. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's because I'm getting old. Who knows? Um, Red Dead, I'm going to be diving into Red Dead. Any uh, recommendations from you in the community? Do I get standard edition, special edition, ultimate edition? I'm going to buy it regardless, so I'm going to get it, guys, but I don't know which one to buy. Um, not too worried about the money, to be honest, but which one shall I buy? Advice, please, gentlemen, would be most appreciated. All right, thanks, uh, Catbot, for sending that message in. So, um, so guys, he, I guess, mentioned two things. Number one, he was looking for uh, recommendations on the uh, Red Dead Redemption versions. Standard, Deluxe, Uber, Mega Horse, Wilbur, whatever the versions are. Yeah, I just, I went, like my, I just went with Standard. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see the big benefit out of the other ones because the game is massively huge and you know you're going to be able to get things in the game. So I just went with standard. Yeah, I did as well. You know, some of that stuff it's appealing when you're getting it and um but <clears throat> when you look at it, it's like how much of it are you actually gonna play? Right. Uh, you know, Brun, I, I suffer through the same scenario that you do where um i lose interest in games and i never finish <laughs> a lot of them yeah. and you know like what what is that um what's that big one is it what is it like 110 120 dollars like i think it's like it, 119 it was it was up there i mean it just like in any game though it's like oh here's a skin or here's an outfit yeah you know they're giving you that outfit but there's always going to be one better in the game so I just kind of leave it at that. And of course, EA is doing like this battlefield launch. Everybody's confused. Like, I, you know, it's one of those things like we're getting ready to say, like, you know, uh, Battlefield 5 comes out on the 20th of November. But people have been playing it for like the last week or something because nobody knows when they get to start to playing the game because it's like, oh, if you spend this much money, it's this day. And if it's this, it's this day. And if you have this, it's this day. Or if it's regular, it's this day. And it's just like, just launched the game already for crying out loud. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but oh yeah, yeah. I just went with standard. I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing anything that's in the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think there's so much gameplay in the standard that mm-hmm. yeah, you can't go wrong. And who knows the way things are going with a lot of these games? By the time you even get close to being done, then the like add-on stuff is like half price or it's on sale deeply discounted kind of like how some of the stuff is in the uh black friday sale okay and then uh he also mentioned that <clears throat> he's playing forza horizon on a huge projector he's getting motion sickness <laughs> mm-hmm. that's uh remember that projector mark yep back in my old place uh i had uh was it a hundred and ten inch i think projector screen it was all like home built and you know projector technology back then was wow this is like 15 20 years ago was a lot different than it is now but uh it was a huge screen and i remember playing uh i think mark you because i'm sure we've told this story a bunch of times now 
where you were playing like Call of Duty, the original one on the screen, and I was standing yep. in the room and I found myself like leaning <laughs> as you were playing. I remember. Yeah. Well, the so. motion the motion sickness could be because of the screen, or it could be because he's looking at crap on the screen. The game's garbage. Forza Sorry. Horizon Four. Wow. Yes. Junk. Yeah. <laughs> you got. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh man, I mean, I've AI cars that don't slide in the mud. That's crazy. Yeah. You're the only one that slides. It's it's amazing. Slide into those very realistic. Walls. That's no, Go no. In all honesty, in all honesty, the game is super pretty. I had fun for what I did play, but that was mm -hmm. one of the things I did kind of chuckle at. I'm just like, oh, I'm doing a dirt race and we're sliding around the mud, and I'm the only one sliding. Everything else is just perfect like they're on pavement rails yeah so yeah that's ai and and racing games has to improve at some point in time but really do you can you picture how they could improve it like i can't think of any way to improve it i'm not a game designer either yeah. but i mean you got to tell the computer what to do and unfortunately they're all doing perfect line perfect braking perfect acceleration no sliding in the mud so but yeah it's uh you know it's it's definitely tough in in yeah. some degrees compared to you know some of these other games and um it is beautiful i think it's a lot harder to control on this one than previous versions i don't know why but uh, yeah you know i get that too seems like the 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 turning either wants to catch and it catches really hard or it just doesn't catch at all <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it's mm -hmm. like you're either you either break loose really easy, or it's just like oh I'm just I just want to turn left you know a little bit ninety degrees what <laughs> it's, I'm spinning out into the marble wall or marble fences like you say you like Rob oh, from yeah. last week's the show rock, the rock yeah I laugh stone, when you said that walls, you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah I need a wall to stop my turn <laughs> I just start laughing because I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's different with those uh, super expensive, what two hundred fifty dollars force feedback wheels. No, oh, maybe knows? It, maybe it plays better <laughs> with those. Yeah. Who knows? That's uh, out of my price budget. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, do they still cause your house to go on fire, like those old ones? No, the they three sixty. Okay. Hmm. Good. <laughs> Already okay. Uh, thanks for that uh, message, Catflap. And uh, again, uh, if you'd like to hear yourself on the show, just uh, send us a voicemail or an MP3 to contact us at Xbox Life. Uh, also, we've got a Twitter account. You can find that at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Twitter or just search for at thisxboxlife. We have a Facebook group. It's a closed group. If you're not a member already, you can just uh, search for it, this Xbox Life. Uh, ask for... Um, um, ask to be a member. We will approve you as long as you answer two super easy questions. And uh, it's a closed group, which just basically means that when you are in the group, any messages that you post are seen only by other group members. And we've got a whole bunch of messages, uh, questions uh, from uh, members this week. Here, I'll take the first one. And uh, this is from Joe. Joe writes in Anthem, how popular is that game going to be in the multiple or multiple player aspect? 
that it'll take players from other games. For instance, I'm a huge Destiny 2 player right now, but I feel once this game drops, I will spend most of my time on Anthem. Agreed. So, yeah? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it's not that Destiny's bad or anything, but I think a lot of people have done everything they want to do in Destiny. Unless they're like somebody like myself who just started playing. Like, I have plenty more to do in Destiny. Um, but Destiny's been out for over, you know, for two years now. So, or is it two years or going on two years? Going on two years. Um, going on its second year. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, yeah. Anthem is something new. It's it's taking a page out of like the Destiny and Division type book, uh, that type of game. So I think it's going to probably do well. So I think a lot of people are excited for it. As long as the servers are ready on day one. <clears throat> True. <laughs> it is it is an EA title, so <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I I agree. I'm pretty stoked for i watched a 45 minute thing on um on anthem the other day and it all they did was it was the devs and they oh. were going through like art the the armor sets and like hmm. how you can change all these different aspects and they were talking about the layers and materials and i'm like wow this is in depth oh. you know and it was just armor That's <laughs> like nuts. there's nothing else they showed but just seeing that i was like Oh man, this this game's gonna rock. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm really looking forward to it. So, I just, I hope it's one of those where you can go and customize it like crazy if you want. Yes, it is for people that don't want to, like myself. I I hate rolling characters. If you know what I mean, yeah. like in some of these games and dealing with stats, I just want to play. Yeah, I no, hope, this, I hope this, they have that. You can. You can just like click a button. There's like these armor sets and stuff that you can just, oh, here's one. Like they have an N7 one. You just click it. Yeah. You know, um, and, uh, but you can go in and like customize like so much on your character if you want to. But the, I think, you know, what I'm hoping for is, is exactly what Brun said something like a Destiny, um, what was the other one? The Division. Like mm -hmm. I love the Division, you know um and i and i do like destiny i i do enjoy it a lot and i think if if anthem can to me anthem feels more of like i'm gonna enjoy it more than destiny maybe just from what i'm seeing um there's a lot of i don't i don't know how to explain it the but destiny kind of loses me with i think with the lore and the story and you know i just want more of like I mean, like a Titanfall. Just go in and destroy stuff. And just there, keep giving me missions. Like, the Division is, like, great for that. You got storyline, and you got... And every missions feel different, and you're just tearing stuff up, and you can upgrade your character. And, you know, it, it's... I, I really like, I think, what they're doing. Um, and I think it's going to be fun with four-player co-op and stuff. It just looks really cool. Yeah, the, it's the the genre the type of game at a high level is destiny and division type of game. Yeah. I think they are going, it is going to be a different game than a destiny and division. So, which right. is going to be great as far as separation. Right. Um, but you will hear that those, those are what it's going to be compared to because it's that type of game. And division two comes out 
right behind this game. No, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think mm-hmm. in March, I want to say. I think it's like a month later. So mm-hmm. but I think Anthem will get a lot of game time. Oh yeah. I think it'll be very popular. And it's coming out February twenty second, I think. So Crackdown even got bumped ahead because Crackdown was coming out the same day. They actually moved it a week up. Yeah. Which smart. Which is awesome. Yeah. And uh but uh yeah, it's I will be getting both of these. So <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh do you want me to take the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Brian asks, what's your favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving food? Guys, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. My my least favorite has got to be black olives. Um, I used to love them when I was a kid, and I'd steal them off people's plate at Thanksgiving. Now I can't stand them. Oh, yeah. um, my I don't most think they're food. Favorite? <laughs> like, they're like kale. <laughs> yeah. They're not a food. Uh, my favorite... My favorite food, it's, it's, I mean, it's the turkey. It's, it's a couple things. It's like turkey, um, stuffing, and pumpkin pie. I, I, I can't pick those three. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't pick one over. It's all three of them. So, yeah. um, and least favorite is, like I said, the black olives. But if you don't considering that a food, then uh, I don't know. I don't have a, I've not run into a least favorite. I think pretty much everything I eat. <laughs> so uh, question, a big about, guy. question on the olives. I mean, how, how do you have olives on Thanksgiving? Are they just like I, loose? They're part of a, salad, part or? of a, like a meat tray or like a relish, like relish, yeah, like tray. A relish tray or something. Relish thing. Yeah. They're just yeah. sitting there and people can mm-hmm. eat them. Pickles, you know. carrots, ranch, yes. you know, pickles. celery. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That type of thing. Yep. Sitting there with the pickles. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Rob, what about you? So this is a tough one. So <laughs> my favorite, I'll have to say, is any kind of carb. <laughs> so whether it's bread, mashed potatoes, or stuffing, that is my yes. favorite. More than the turkey. <laughs> the turkey gets in the way sometimes of Oh, uh, you haven't had my turkey. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> no. We've had a couple Thanksgivings together. Yeah, but those those were not my turkeys. That was the wife's turkey. Ah, okay. I actually cook the turkeys now. <laughs> ah, uh, the gotcha. Traeger. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I I did a turkey uh, sous vide last year. That was interesting. You can't say that that wasn't juicy. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you basically sous vide. You cook it in a bag in water. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the thing is basically wet meat when you take it out. <laughs> Super juicy. But, um, so, the thing that I like the least, though, that's that's kind of a tough one. And I'd have to say that um, sometimes homemade desserts <laughs> that people bring. That's my Ooh. least favorite. Yeah, sometimes you don't have them and you're like, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. But... Uh, how about you, Brown? Uh, I, I like the uh, the olives. Not liking the olives is a good one. I'm not an olive fan either. But yeah. um, my family, they have beets. Like, I'm not a beets guy. Like the sliced so, beets? Yeah, like sliced beets. I'm or not... borscht. Sliced. Yeah. So um, I would say that would probably be my least favorite. My favorite would have to be a combination between ham. I'm a big ham guy, so we got like 
you know, spiral, you know, cut ham and stuff. But um, I live in a very small town, which is surrounded by other small towns. And it's those towns where older generations may not have left or have had much, you know, growing up, you know, back, back in the day. So they were all very keen and well, and just great at baking. So when they're, you're talking about homemade desserts, Mm -hmm. uh, the pies that, you know, Devin's grandma makes and stuff are just like out of the park. Awesome. Like the apple pie, like her apple pie. I love her apple pie. Um, She makes peach and berry pie, which my wife, they, the wife and all the, her siblings, they like the pie comes in, they'll cut and hide pieces. And be like, oh, I haven't got my pie yet. And then they'll have it, but then they'll have some stored away for later. It is, it's hilarious to watch. I mean, it's, it is absolutely fun to, to watch, but you know, you know, my grandma McGreevy and her pie and the homemade noodles and stuff. It's, it's crazy, but ham, what I've had to say might be my favorite. So, so ham is your favorite? Like, yeah, ham. I like, so you prefer yeah. ham over <laughs> turkey? Uh, yeah, I'm not a turkey guy. Like I do like turkey, but, um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent into it. Yeah. yeah. No, like, uh, I've had, uh, actually I think it was two years ago I did, a uh, a spiral ham glazed for Thanksgiving. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. glazed ham. Yep. Alrighty. All right. Mark, you want to take the next one? Yeah, this is from David. It says, Mark, do you miss the Chicago snow around the holidays? We currently have about an inch or two on the grass. Yes, I do. I love snow. I grew up with snow my whole life. And then ever since I moved to Arizona, I didn't see it there. And um, I've had snow the last two winters since I've been here to Washington. Um, even though they said they never get snow, we've seen it both years. So I'm hoping for it again this year. Um, usually we get it for a day and that's about it. But, uh, how much so like an inch or two? Or? Oh, dude, the first year I was here, the first winter, we had, uh, uh, eight inches in oh, one wow. day and it was nice. and, and here. It's like, it just, it's not like anywhere else. Like I grew up in North Dakota, so it was like everything drifted because it was so windy. And then, you know, kind of the same in Chicago, everything was, it didn't just, here in Washington, it just falls and there's no wind and all the trees and everything is just beautiful. So winter out here is gorgeous. <laughs> so, but it's heavy too. It's heavy and wet. So like last year I had to go out with this big giant stick and start hitting the tr- the, the tree limbs because they were like on the ground. Like it, it just, it gets so heavy, but we had like eight inches in one day. As I even went out with a tape measure and it was, it just piled up on my railing of my deck. I was like, yep, eight inches of snow. All right. I see it's back on, uh, on Twitch though. Not on Mixer. Well, fun, fun. It wouldn't be a little proper last show without us <laughs> having tech issues. <laughs> Watch all these yeah, tech we're... issues go away. What yeah, I, I think I think we're I think everything's back. So I see us on both of them. Uh, all right. So just for the just in case, because we're having technical difficulties all of a sudden. Um, yes, I miss the snow. I don't miss the cold weather. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Rob. Next question. <laughs> all righty. Uh, it's from Bo. Not a question, just some sentiment. 
Thank you for the entertaining memories you have provided to us over the years. I, I'm guessing this is directed to you, Mark. Yep. I'll probably not. This guy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if I, he's probably to all of us. So, but yeah, he might be, you know, reaching out since my last show, but thanks, yeah. Bo. Appreciate it. And uh, let's, let's uh, red dead online when it comes out, dude, we're on. Yeah. Uh, Franco asks, does TXO have a Fallout server they play on exclusively? Uh, I do nope. not play Fallout 76. So Nor do I. Me neither. <laughs> so, Franco, if you want to start one up, <laughs> you can be the official TXL admin of the Fallout 76 <laughs> server. Go ahead. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris writes in, is there too many open world games and which genre would you like to see more of? Keep up the good work. You help me through my work day. Um, I don't think there's too many open world games. Uh, you know, it's it's nice because there's different types. You know, um, if you want to be Western or you want to be GTA or you want to be sci-fi or you want, you know, whatever. They got different types, so that's cool. Um, John, would you like to see more of? Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. I think per I you know what I'd say more of like Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm. I would say that I would like to see more of, uh, more of like the Division, you know, stuff like that, and those kind of open world games that are more modern, military or stuff like that. How about you guys? I don't believe there's too many open world, and uh, I would like to see more strategy type of games. I think. I like uh, stealth and strategy. I think you need a little more of those. Like a um, uh, Splinter Cell would be a good one. I'd like to see a Splinter Cell game. So, Rob? Rob? Yeah, and I'd say um, there's probably not too many. I, I think uh, everything is moving towards <clears throat> the whole open world thing, and I, that'll probably be the norm moving forward. Um, can't say i always like open world <laughs> I, I sort of do enjoy certain games being on rails because you sort of know what to do then but yeah um, you know it's uh you, there's too many distractions in open world sometimes so um yeah all right uh next one is from don uh don writes in not sure if this was ever covered in the podcast but what is your desert island game for example, you can only play one game for the rest of your life. What do you guys think? I'm gonna, or like, I gotta like, go with Call of Duty because it'd probably take me my whole entire life to actually uh, prestige all the way up. <laughs> so, but I love Call of Duty. I really, I can't. I don't know. I, yeah, I, that would be me, Call of Duty. I I heard a funny answer to this on another podcast and the answer was something with multiplayer so I can tell him to come save me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I thought that Great. was funny. Yeah. So I I man, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, you could. You know oh, you're probably, say Battlefield. Probably battle I was gonna say probably Battlefield game. <laughs> I'd have to say Battlefield game. So probably Battlefield four. So and uh, for me, I'd have to say um, 
I would want one of those procedurally generated games so you get nonstop variability, I guess. Maybe save the world. Fortnite, save the world. I think that's procedurally generated. But, um, Or I could say uh, Kingdom New Lands because in that game you're trying to get off the island. <laughs> and <laughs> I'd probably, if I was on a deserted island for the rest of my life, I'd probably still never get off that island in the game either. Because <laughs> it's uh, one of those hard bleep bleep games. <laughs> Diablo would be a good answer too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Or Torchlight. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the Torchlight Frontiers uh, beta is open, or not beta is open, but uh, signups are open. Oh, okay. I'll take it that. Yeah. Get into that. All right. Yeah, I posted the link on our group. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, for PC though, so yeah. just keep that in mind, everybody. <laughs> All right. My turn to read one. Sure. Yep. Phil. Uh, okay. Uh, Phil says. In the big Black Friday Xbox game sale that is currently going on, I picked up Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Jackbox 5 and also took a uh, on 1979 Revolution Black Friday and The Long Dark. Hmm. What are you getting from the sale, if anything? Personally, I'm not picking up anything at the moment. Yeah, I haven't even... Actually, I haven't even looked at the list yet, but I don't imagine I'll buy anything. I like, look- the big titles are not really that much off. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff on there, you know, particularly like older stuff. That's a great deal. Like if you haven't picked it up already. And I mean, a lot of it's just rehashed, you know, rehashed from the summer sale, the spring sale, last winter sale, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, a lot of the same stuff, but uh, you know, we clamored for, you know, sales on this stuff years ago and they're giving it to us. So that's, that's fantastic. I, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff on there that I, I thought, uh, was at good prices and so forth, but I had a bunch of it already. I'm most tempted by black ops uh, for personally, it's what, like $47, I think us. So, you know, it's uh, it. somewhat of a dis- get discount. Get it, get it. Yeah, I'll black ops with you, mm-hmm. or do blackout with you. Yeah, it uh, uh, it is uh twenty percent off, so it's fifty three ninety nine. Really, it's only twenty percent off for gold gold members. Oh, is that uh, a bumped up version? So I thought I saw. It oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The price. I'm sorry, they're showing. Okay, that must be the. That's the uh, regular non gold. That must be the. What did they do? Yeah, I think that's the ten percent off price because that'd be yeah. So yeah, you're about right. Oh yeah, twenty percent off, which would be twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be like forty eight bucks, forty seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So, so and and plus, I usually buy my my funds for my account uh, through discounted uh, gift cards. So if you can get your gift card like fifteen twenty percent off, and then you buy your game fifteen twenty percent off, that's it's a nice discount there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, Mark, you want to take the last one from Jesus? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus writes in. <clears throat> so I just wanted to say I will miss listening to you, Wingman. Thanks for all the years of entertaining and for being an awesome friend. Have a 
happy retirement from podcasting. Thanks, Jesus. I appreciate it. Alrighty. And then uh, I see here uh, there's no rant section. Do you have a, a one last rant, Mark? No, I don't, man. No? I'm okay. going out happy guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rock on. So I guess uh, we're on to the retail releases. Okay, Rob, Rob, Rob. What you got? Okay, Rob. Alrighty, retail releases for the week of November 20th through the 23rd. Uh, we have on the 20th, November 20th, Battlefield 5 Standard Edition. Or is that like Battlefield V for Victory Standard Edition? It's, it's Which is five. It? Oh. It's five. <laughs> what could be V? Who knows? Anyway, this game is Xbox One X Enhanced. So if you have the console, you can indulge in all the goodness there. Uh, Farming Simulator 19th, also on the 20th, and it's also X-Enhanced. YouTuber's Life OMG Edition. Didn't we have this one last week or the week before? I think it got pushed back because yeah. it was so OMG that they needed to, they added the polish a little o more. OMG, <laughs> yes. Um, then we have Bendy and the Ink Machine. That's an interesting name. Uh, ATV Drift and Tricks Definitive Edition on the 20th. And Stormboy 21st brings us Neuroblocks uh, Eternal on the 21st also. So Eternal is another Hearthstone um, or Legends style game. Fortune, mm -hmm. oh, Fable Fortune and all that. Uh, Eternal is actually pretty good. Uh, also on the 21st, we have SteamWorld Dig 2. On the 22nd, we have I Am the Hero, World of One. And on the 23rd, Achtung, Hulu Tactics. If you can't have enough with, what, Nazis and H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft, you can get that. Okay. Uh, games with Gold, we have uh, November... First through the 30th, so all of November, we have Battlefield 1. I'm sure most folks have that one already. And then new for the second half of the month, we have Race the Sun. Uh, and then Xbox 360 and Back Compat, we have Dante's Inferno. And uh, as usual, if you'd like to uh, make any purchase on Amazon, please use, use our affiliate link. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You can find the link on our Facebook group page and then also on our website. Uh, use that each and every time you make your Amazon purchases. Also, if you're an iTunes user, uh, find us on there. Give us a review, five stars if you could. The more of those that we get, the more we get bumped up in the rankings. Helps other folks find us and uh, join the community. And then, uh, as always, uh, follow us on Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. And thanks to Learned Your Lesson for the music. And then also... Uh, so Mark, thanks for the 12 years, 10 years. And you too, Bron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, uh just thanks everybody. I've had I've met some great people um through through this. Bron, you're one of them. 
mm-hmm. um, been able to meet you in person and Kyle and, and just, you know, I've met Jesus in person several times and I've made really good friends and I am going to miss that, but um, I'm still going to be playing and hopefully playing with a lot of those that I've met through here who have, I've become friends with, you know, Drano and Bo Sisson and, you know, uh, many more of you out there that, you know, it's just, the list is too big to, to name, but I really, uh, you know, I do consider you guys friends. Um, I, it probably won't be the last you hear me. Like I said, if Rob ever needs me to come on on an, a rare occasion, I, I will be more than happy to do that. But um, uh, I'm sure I'll miss it. But right now I'm really looking forward to just <laughs> being done with it. It's been a lot of work for a long time. Um, but I've really enjoyed it, and I appreciate just being able to, I think, have people all around the world uh, listen and talking, sending voice messages and emails and, you know, um, cat flap. And there's a lot of those and in Europe. And then our friends down in Australia, Richard and Andrew, it's just, it's been really cool to see people around the world listening to us uh i'll I'll never forget i don't i apologize i don't remember if it was richard or andrew but one of them was on a on a train on a bullet train in china yeah watching us streaming live (laughs) i'm like this is just that just those types of things just like floor me it's just like wow i just um i really appreciate it i appreciate everybody who's followed us over the years and uh, rob i will definitely be following txl so i will be bugging you if there's not a show <laughs> so, of course always. don't let it die <laughs> no. i may be i may be retiring but i don't want the show to die <laughs> i love txl so but uh thank you everybody for for listening for so long and supporting us yeah absolutely and uh you know it was uh kind of a bummer when uh when brun left and uh, and also kyle as well and uh you know it's also a bummer now that you're leaving mark and uh you know we've known each other since high school and stuff and i've always enjoyed you know as part of the podcasting thing as well but you know i always enjoyed like the last 10 years of us hooking up on you know the different nights that we would record you know last couple years it's been on sunday nights and you know, even though we've lived across the country, we've, uh, you know, it's, you know, talking weekly, uh, for a couple hours, you know, shortens the distance and stuff. And, uh, and it was, it was, uh, it was very nice to do that with you and, and you run too over the past, uh, 10 years, because it has been a little bit over 10 years now since we first started this. So I'm going to miss the the weekly stuff. That's for sure. Yeah yeah robert it's like yeah i wish you all the best in in keeping it going and i mean i know you know how much work is put into it and unfortunately it just got you know it's gotten a little more difficult for you i believe with you know kind of on your own until you figure out what you're going to be doing but like mark said you know if you you call on him here and there and you can call on me here as well you know to sure to help out if, if needed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm hold, I'm going to hold you guys to that. <laughs> we, we have evidence or listeners. Have heard it here. Yeah. On your retirement, you know, thank, thank you, Mark, for letting me in, you know, be on your retirement show as well. It means, it means <laughs> a lot because, you know, 
we've done this for so long and you know i wish you i know what retirement's like and and i know you'll enjoy yourself and a lot of people out there that listen to the show and you being their favorite host and stuff i know they're they're sad and and don't want to see you go and um but you'll definitely be missed for sure and all your hard work and rants and everything that you put in i know people <laughs> people are going to to miss it so but and rob when you decide that you're ready to retire all three of us can come back and yes. enjoy your retirement show which would then be the <laughs> retirement of txl as a whole um so we'll all get, get to re-retire with you <laughs> or, or we'll pass it on to our kids yeah <laughs> so, there you go but you know on in on, on mark's retirement from txl I was going to put out the announcement that I've started up uh, this PlayStation life where Mark and I are going to be hosting a <laughs> weekly podcast and we're looking for a third host. Rob, if you know of anybody, no, <laughs> just lies. Lies. <laughs> Can you imagine Rob going, what, what, what you guys are going somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'd be okay if it's PlayStation, but if you guys start a clash Royale one, Oh, without you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mark enjoy you know we'll definitely miss hearing you every week so at least from the show standpoint i'll still probably hear you so everybody's still on the friends list so oh yeah yep well that's it for me all righty and uh i just want to make a quick announcement uh there's probably not going to be a show next week uh for the thanksgiving holidays uh look for the next show in december and with that, uh, I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. And going to miss you guys, both of you guys. Yeah, yeah I'm Brun, BJ Swick 33. I'm going to let Wink go last on this one. Yeah. And I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off for the final time. Bye, everybody. Today on this Xbox Live. Get ready for some just drive, yeah, one man's got 700 miles.